Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network reviews to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for June 3rd, in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the peaceful solutions we still have at our fingertips. And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. We reject revolution, folks. Peaceful restoration is the answer. Let's start out with a quick recap of yesterday's broadcast, shall we? We had our guest on, Mrs. Becky Akers, for two hours. She's a freelance writer, historian, um, whose work and articles have appeared in the Christian Science Monitor, the Washington Post, Barron's, the New York Post, American History Magazine, the Independent Review, Military History Magazine, the Ottawa Citizen, so that's in Canada, right? LouRockwell.com, Forbes.com, not to mention many other publications and websites. BeckyAkers.wordpress.com is her website, and best of all, she appears on Liberty Roundtable Live monthly. Now, Becky Akers, ladies and gentlemen, is also an author. She's written two incredible novels by them before their band. First one, Hailstorm, a book about Nathan Hale. The second one, Abducting Arnold. Revolutionary new novels. The Abducting Arnold is the other side of the Benedict Arnold story. I'm sure you haven't heard. Now, the interesting thing about Becky is she's an anarchist. Now, let me explain before you go off the rails on me. An anarchist simply means that she doesn't believe in government at all. Now, don't get me wrong. When they say anarchist, most people think that you just want, you know, mayhem and carnage and destruction. And Now, that's usually the communists and the socialists uh, that are that way. A true anarchist in the sense, or a libertarian um, extreme, whatever you want to say, isn't anarchy at all or destruction at all. Their view is that we don't need government. What we need is God and people who will obey God and people who can use their own negotiated skills to develop private contracts to take place of government traditional functions or traditionally governmental functions, if you will. So she's saying, hey, we can have a neighborhood that contracts with a private company to take care of policing. We can do the same thing with our water and our power and our sewer and whatever. And anything that government does for you, we can have organizations do for us. But it can be an at-will contract. We can leave one company that's not taking a good, doing a good job with our trash and find somebody else, or we can do it ourselves. And her contention is that, you know what, the problem with government is they always misuse their power and they always run off the rails and it always leads to tyranny. And the sad part is it's about impossible to argue that she's wrong. Okay? You say, Sam, if you're a constitutionalist and she's an anarchist, why do you have her on the radio then? I'll tell you why. 
because she's a dear friend, number one. Number two, she's a critical thinker. And number three, she's got a lot of good things to contemplate and bring up and focus on. In other words, her views are not entirely wrong. Now, she would say that I'm slightly off, and I would say she's slightly off. Fine. One of the great things about Liberty Roundtable Live is we can agree to disagree agreeably. We don't have to agree on everything. Both Becky and I agree that we need to get rid of 90% of the government. Now, she'd say, and Sam, where you're wrong is you just got to get rid of the last 10%. And my comment would be, Becky, where you're wrong is we don't need to throw the baby out with the bathwater. We need to keep the last 10% because otherwise a vacuum will be created and it'll be filled by a greater power and it won't go well. And there we can disagree. But you know what? Until then, we got still 90% of the government to get rid of, right? And furthermore, how many things, how much can we do towards Becky's point? When do we really have to have a government or when will something else suffice and probably do better? It's a very tough balance to discover, and I don't know all the answers. But what I do know is this. She's a critical thinker. She's a well-known historian, and she brings a lot of valuable information to the table about, hey, what's wrong in America, how we got to the wrong places, what needs to be done to correct it. An incredible delight to discuss politics with for sure. And a free thinker, uh, somebody who uh, really puts thought and time and effort and research into her viewpoints. And you know what? I'm willing to entertain anybody's viewpoint as long as they're, you know, respectful and willing to discuss things. You say, Sam, why don't you have a communist or an anarchist, or I'm sorry, a communist or a socialist or a, on the radio? If you, you can agree with, to disagree with those guys agreeably, can't you say, yeah, I can, but they can't. Right? They won't come on the program, folks. You know, I remember going to the uh, Republican convention, uh, or maybe it was the inauguration of President Trump. Anyway, they had the, the women's vagina hat brigade out there. I don't even know what it's called. I'm not mocking it. It's just as I remember. And I tried to invite one of the women on to discuss, you know, why they were there, what they were doing. And I was not going to be rude to her. I was going to let her just say her thing. And, and you know, what, what is your focus and what are you guys doing? And, you know, how many of you are here? And what would you like to see accomplished? And I was going to be very fair with my discussion points. Um, they wouldn't even come on the radio with me. They just refused, flat out refused. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm willing to talk to just about anybody, openly, candidly. And I'm hoping that, you know what, in the free exchange of ideas, I hope to encourage people to understand my point of view. Maybe they'll change and agree with it, but not likely. But what they can at least do is understand where I'm coming from and why, and maybe respect me for it and say, you know what, I don't agree with Sam, but he is polite, he is well thought out. Uh, he does passionately believe in what he's saying and doing, and for him, it's not a joke. For him, it's real, um, and I completely disagree with him, but I respect him. I hope I can get people to understand my view, and I hope to do the same for others. They say, first, seek to listen, and then seek to be heard. It's kind of that philosophy, right? Uh, anyway, I digress, except for Becky Akers does a wonderful job, and I'm grateful to have her with, with us once a month, and she's no doubt a truth teller and a Liberty fighter, that is for sure, and I'm grateful to be involved uh, with her on the radio. So there you have that. That was yesterday for two hours. We talked about members of the Oath Keepers could soon be getting plea offers from federal prosecutors for their involvement in the January 6th fiasco. Reuters brought that up, and I'm saying, why is the government offering uh, plea deals already? Because they don't have a leg to stand on, that's why. Over a dozen defendants' lawyers say... They got plea offers, but none of them will take them because the terms are way too excessive by your belligerent federal government. 
The other 12 indicted Oath Keepers are already pleading not guilty and saying, we're not going to take that. We're not doing it. Only John Ryan Schaefer from Indiana has pleaded guilty so far. Charges dropped against a New York man, Christopher Kelly, arrested during the January 6th uh, event. The government realized they didn't have a case and had to drop it. He didn't go into the Capitol like they thought he did. Uh, just wow. Hour two with Becky Akers. We talk about the government, federal government case falls apart. Capitol Hill investigators ask for a 60 day delay so they can build their case against the January 6th protesters after the FBI's conspiracy claims imploded. The liberal fake news media simply oversold the January 6th uh, attack. They claimed it was a terrorist attack, an armed insurgency, a pre-planned plot to take over the U.S. Capitol. It turns out it was all a lie. They didn't find a bunch of armed people. The only people that got shot was a poor veteran female that got shot by your government, right? Nobody else even got shot. They didn't find a bunch of guns. It wasn't a big coup like they claimed. Donald Trump was right on the points. He peacefully asked us to look into the election fraud. They never got that done. What we know about the unprecedented U.S. Capitol riots, ladies and gentlemen, and what we know is it's not as you've been told. You've been lied to so many times, it's not even funny. The U.S. government, by the way, has a history of protest infiltration and false flag operations. That's what we know. We also know Biden declares Pride Month, vowing push for gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, and queer rights. The U.S. Postal Service wants to raise your rates on stamps. From 55 to 58 cents as inflation starts to take its ugly toll on Americans. Meat processor is a victim of ransomware attack. We talked about that. We talked about the Bill and Melinda Gates met with Jeffrey Epstein in 2013, made Melinda mad. She wasn't comfortable to be there at all, but Bill Gates, just like Bill Clinton, loved Jeffrey Epstein. Why did Jeff die? The female friend of Jeff is in prison, but we don't see any progress in her case. And everybody else involved, Rome's free. What on earth is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Joe Biden did indeed meet with son Hunter's business interests as vice president. He lied, claimed he didn't, got caught lying, and now he did. The problem is, what are you going to do about it? There is no accountability in the swamp, ladies and gentlemen. Sadly, the swamp is so evil, so deep, so deceptive that they literally ran Donald Trump out of town. What can we, the people, do? Americans tried to peacefully say, let's get to the bottom of this vote fraud thing. And they got betrayed and false flag took over. And most of them now that were there that went into the Capitol, even if they had peaceful intentions, we even have videos of their peaceful intentions. Uh, they're all in trouble. So much to a second one pleading guilty. Rider that stormed chamber. Guy's name is Paul Hodgkins. Is the second rider now to plead guilty. So we have two pleading guilty now. So out of that whole day, they only have two that have even pled guilty. And the question is, have they been unfairly, dishonestly intimidated into pleading guilty? That's the real question. Hang tight, Brian Rust, in seconds on Liberty Roundtable Live. How many times do I have to tell you? I swear, it just goes in one ear and out the other. Don't you understand English? 
Your children are probably too polite to tell you. Hello, those things on the side of your head aren't turnips. But they get just as frustrated when you won't listen to them as you do when they won't listen to you. Do I need to speak slower? In fact, few things show children how much they're valued and respected more than a parent's willingness to listen. Tell me what she did at work today. Studies show when parents listen, children develop better listening skills themselves. They also tend to have more self-confidence and are more likely to avoid alcohol and drugs. Now sit down here and tell me all about it. When you really listen, love is what they'll hear. Thank you for sharing that with me. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For more tips on strengthening your family, visit family.mormon.org. Worldwide, nations have been stripped of their rights and freedoms to make their own choices in life. Choices are made for them by their government. Insane, isn't it? Attend Red Pill Expo 2021, June 5th and 6th at the Monument Convention Center in Rapid City, South Dakota. Can't make it to Rapid City? The Expo will be live streamed and archived should you miss any of it. Red Pill Expo is the major public event of Red Pill University. The mission of the Expo and the University is to bring together world-class experts to set the record straight on fake narratives, fake history, and fake news. At each and every Red Pill Expo, truth seekers unite to get a better understanding of how the world really works, a world where collectivism reigns. It's time for individualism and an open mind. Mark your calendars and make your plans now to attend Red Pill Expo 2021. Get more details and register today at redpillexpo.org. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. Brian Rust, RustQuinnandGift.com. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Hey, thank you much, Sam. Glad to be with you. Thank you. We have so much going on. It is shocking of what to even discuss, sir. Let's start out with honest money. Over the past 50 years, Rust Quinn and Gift has been working to educate customers about precious metals. RustQuinnandGift.com. What's the Honest Money Report? How's gold looking, sir? Uh, gold sitting at eighteen eighty three point nine. Uh, eighty three dot nine zero. So it's um, hardly changed, huh? Yeah, it hasn't really changed. I mean, you know, we're looking at some little slides here and there. Last week it was over nineteen hundred, so now it's back down a little bit, just with the peaks and valleys that they te- tend to, to push. So yeah. All right, silver. Uh, 27.64. 6.4. And it was at 8.2, so it's dropped 20 cents or something is all. Yeah, and it was over last, you know, it was over 28 as well, over 28. So so we're, we're seeing some, you know, there again, you know, sometimes the summer months tend to be kind of a, you know, it slows down a bit, but yet we're still seeing quite demand for, for physical. So still holding pretty tight. All right. How much can I get one of those um, silver quarters for? You know how they have the dimes and quarters. How much is one quarter now? Oh shoot! Let's see what those are doing. Uh, you're, you've got it's about twenty seven dollars per divided by the four, so about six seventy five. Because they have a little less silver in them, right? 
Well, yeah, so a dollar, four quarters, ten dimes, the two halves would have 0.77 of a pure ounce. And so can you get those cheaper than six bucks, or are they around five bucks, or are they still more? Yeah, so they're six seventy-five right now is what they cost you, $6.75. Yeah. So there's not really a break on those even these days, is there? Well, they don't produce those anymore, so you're buying, you're trying, you know, people that are looking to invest in that, and it's a popular investing piece that, you know, we used to use that coinage, and so it's a popular uh, investing piece, and it's smaller increments as opposed to a one-ounce silver piece, like a silver eagle or a silver round. Your coinage, you know, I guess if you were, you were looking at a, a bartering-type scenario, then, then a dime and a quarter would... You know, even if it doubled, you'd still, you know, it, it isn't drastic amounts of money as opposed to around all of a sudden maybe $50 or $60, $70, let's say. So so that quarter, maybe $15, you know, buying power on a smaller item or tradable item or something like that would be, um, you know, feasible at that point. The reason that I bring that up, ladies and gentlemen, is to help you understand that there's more silver in a silver eagle, silver dollar, or one of the one-ounce rounds that say, you know, 99 troy ounce or whatever it is on it, that's different from the dimes and quarters that you buy that have actually less silver in them. The reason there's less silver in them is to make them hard enough to be transferable and usable consistently. It's no game. Uh, however, because of their lower values, when prices increase, they become more and more and more relevant, as Brian just pointed out. So right now you got a quarter that's worth $6.75. That's like a 26 times ratio right now, 25 cents of its face value to it being worth about $6.75. His point is in tough times, that might be worth $10, $15, $20. And you might wish you didn't have a silver eagle silver dollar because it's going to be worth a bunch of money. You might be grateful that you had a dime uh, or a quarter. If a quarter was worth 15 bucks, you know, a dime might be worth five bucks. What's a dime worth right now, right. Brian? Well, your dime, dime is worth three about bucks? $2. Yeah, yeah, $2.70 roughly. Uh, uh, based on that, you know, you're, you're looking right now, you'd be paying about 37.5 for an ounce of pure silver coinage. So it takes about $1.40 to make an ounce of pure. And so you're paying about 37.5 as opposed to, you know, a silver round might cost you 34, for instance. So it might be a little less right. than this. Uh, but, yeah, the smaller increments but under, you But understand, use, folks. You tend to pay more. Thank you, Brian. The reason I bring this up, though, is when it comes to – is a word barterability? Barterability? Is that a word? Yeah. Ability to barter. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Yeah, um, there you go. It, it becomes relevant, though, to say, listen, we don't care exactly about the dollars and cents translation back and forth when it really comes to that. It might be that I, we're going to start looking at a dime as five bucks. We're going to look at a quarter as, say, 15 bucks or something like that um, because they're smaller denominations and because it, it relates to how many you have. And if you have a silver eagle, silver dollar that may be worth 100 bucks at that point, you're going to wish you could break some change or the equivalent thereof. So my whole reason to bring this up is, folks, you want to get silver eagles, silver dollars. You want to get dimes and quarters, too. You really do, folks, because that barterability becomes so uniquely beneficial at that point to where we're not literally translating everything everything penny for penny. What we're, what we're really doing is saying, hey, let's have value be relevant to what it is. And that quarter might become a $20 bill, and that dime might become a $10 bill. You would say, well, that's not accurate. I know. Don't care. What else are you going to trade with? What other medium of exchange can be solid for you? And, and, and it kind of 
uh, ends up being that way in a real world, doesn't it, Brian? Yeah, it does. Diversification in that sense is is definitely right. In in 1980, I mean, gas stations, R.C. Willie Smith's uh, grocery stores, they were taking coin in trade for product or gasoline or furniture, whatever it may be. Well, in that sense, when they when they they termed the fact, okay, we've got a fair market value. Well, fair market value is this dime's going to get you so much and so on. But a lot of times they weren't, yeah, they weren't giving you, I mean, back X amount of change to offset the the little bit of difference in the in your product. So you yeah, so you want to have a little bit of diversification so that you could okay, here's some dimes here, here's some quarters here, as opposed to here's here's my five one ounce silver rounds, let's say that are. Or, or 70 bucks and I'm not going to get the change back or, or whatever. So you get a little closer to maybe your buying power or, or the price of that, whatever you're purchasing. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I think that's worthy of a discussion. What's the smallest thing you can get in denominations? You know, a silver dime uh, at one point was like 10 cents, but now it's really like almost $3. Um, and as the price of gold and silver continues to rise in a barter scenario, it'll be worth at least $5. What do you kind of think it'll look like? What's the smallest thing I could get? What can I get smaller than that? Anything? Well, they, they make a silver nickel. During the war era of 1942 to 45, they made some silver nickels that have some silver in them. They're selling, I think, for about $1.75 or or so is, is the silver belt value in those, $1.80, somewhere in that. And so, and are those plentiful the, or not really? Yeah, I've got. I had a. I had a client uh, a couple of years ago bring me what did it was seventy thousand, and now they they've talked to me here. I talked to them a while ago, and they have one hundred and fifty thousand of these nickels. So yeah, it kind of <laughs> it's pretty crazy, but yeah. Because I've never really heard of the nickels compared to the dimes and quarters. Is the is it still the like the seventy two percent silver value comparative or what? Yeah, is it they're, the same they're, ratio? Well, they're kind of. I'm trying to think what the actual ratio in is on those, but it's. Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty similar to that. Yeah. All right. So I mean, really, the, the yeah, reason yeah. I, the reason I bring this up is because you could easily see those nickels being worth five bucks, the dimes being worth ten dollars, <laughs> and the quarters being yeah. worth twenty five bucks in a trading scenario, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah, and your and your silver rounds now are seventy five, eighty bucks maybe, or or hundred bucks. Yeah, hundred dollar, whatever it is. Yeah. Wow. And then, of course, when you get a whole lot bigger than that, the Silver Eagle, Silver Dollars, you would either use bars or better to go to a kind of a gold piece at that point, huh? Yeah, and, and, and a lot of factors, too, is I get a lot of clients, you know, those clients that, that might have uh, quite a bit of money that they want to put into metal or so on, it's about storage. So if they've got, you know, let's say they've got two or three bags, we call a bag $1,000 face value in silver coin. So they've got four or five bags of those, let's say, or they've got, you know, a thousand or two or three thousand in uh, rounds or silver eagles. Well, storage becomes a little bit factor, and so you buy a tube of twenty, just a little tube you hold in your hand at twenty gold pieces. Well, shoot, there's two grand twenty. That's what uh, forty thousand, forty thousand dollars just in that tube. Where forty thousand in silver. Yeah, now you've got a nice big pile that's starting to stack up. So, so uh, yeah, that's usually what my clients are doing. And, and to me, what you do is you kind of do all of the above. You kind of start small and you say, hey, I'm going to buy nickels, dimes, quarters. As you get a little bit more money or, or you start to get enough storage of that where you feel like, hey, I got a little pile. I don't want it to you know, be too big. Then you kind of go say, I'm going to start getting silver eagle, silver dollars or one ounce rounds. Uh, I like the silver eagle, silver dollars a little better myself. I know there's a little bit of a premium on them. 
but you know they're from the United States government as well, and sometimes that means it's money versus the other is a silver value, not money. So you got to be careful a little bit there. Uh, but then you can go into some of the small silver things, or I mean, I'm sorry, gold things as you get more money. And really the best scenario would be you have a lot of gold and silver. you got to look in each of the different denominations for different reasons and purposes. And then you take some of your money and you put that into food, uh, you know, beans, bullets, Band-Aids, as we like to say, a little bit in everything. Medical supplies, storage, land, water. You know, you want to round yourself out very well. When we come back, the government's trying to round themselves out. I'll tell you how. This is Liberty Roundtable Live with me, Brian Rust. RustCoinandGift.com on your radio. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. The FBI is blaming Russia for a cyber attack on the world's largest meat supplier. JBS was hit over the holiday weekend and forced to shut down all nine of its beef processing plants. JBS saying they will resume production at all of their plants on Thursday. Democrats and Republican lawmakers on Wednesday visited the Texas border with Mexico as part of their push for legislation to respond to the surge of illegal immigrants. Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott also issuing a disaster declaration earlier this week, which directs state troopers to enforce all federal and state criminal laws. We're about to change the way that Texas addresses the challenges on the border, and we're going to start by helping these 34 counties respond by increasing arrests. Abbott speaking there on Fox News. This is USA Radio News. Recently, Facebook announced its ban on former President Trump, but promised to review the ban in six months. Now, Newsmax wants to know if you think Trump should be back on Facebook. Vote in Newsmax's national poll and let us know your opinion. Just text the word NORTH to 39747. That's NORTH to 39747. It takes just seconds. Make your voice heard. We'll share poll results with the 30 million people who watch Newsmax TV. Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. It's already the fourth largest cable news channel in America, with great recent guests like Donald Trump, Mike Huckabee, Franklin Graham, John Voigt, Alan Dershowitz, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Mike Pompeo, and so many more. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If your cable company doesn't carry Newsmax, call them. Tell them you want Newsmax or you can switch. So vote now in the Newsmax poll on Facebook's Trump ban. Just text NORTH to 39747. Let Newsmax and America know your opinion. Republicans in the House have introduced the Stars and Stripes Act of 2021, which is designed to prohibit certain political flags, like the Black Lives Matter flag, from flying at diplomatic and consular posts around the world. This comes after the State Department issued a memo declaring support for the term Black Lives Matter ahead of the May 25th anniversary of the murder of George Floyd. The State Department previously authorized embassies to fly the LGBTQ pride flag from May 17th through the end of June, which is Pride Month. Three officers shot on the job in Delaware are hospitalized and in stable condition. Police say they were responding to a call late Wednesday night when a gunman inside a nearby apartment complex opened fire. A SWAT team has the building surrounded with the suspect barricaded inside. Neighbors and those living in the area have been told to stay in their homes until police give the all clear. You're listening to USA Radio News. 
Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Brian Russ, RussClinicGift.com with me. Headline says Fed takes closer look at creating digital money. Janice Milak is the author. The central bank is beginning to explore the risks and rewards of a digital dollar. Kind of an interesting tidbit there, to say the least. Um, they talk about stable coins, like Facebook's project formerly called libra now it's called stable coins wow the only stable coin that i know of ladies and gentlemen is constitutional currency brian that's right uh, there you go so so I, I guess them creating a digital dollar is that to compete then with the bitcoin and litecoin and all the other digital out there and so they want to get on board so they don't miss the boat I, I, or something to that effect yes sir that's what? what it is and they're calling it stable coin in my opinion is probably the most deceptive statement they could ever make it's kind of like how they do everything though pro-choice means kill your baby stable coin means just let them manipulate the currency till the cows come home uh you know ultimate counterfeiters on on center stage display whatever they say that the um <clears throat> You know, everybody getting into all these different coins are the big driver. Top Federal Reserve officials have made clear in recent days that the central bank will spend this year taking a closer look at the possibility of a digital dollar. A push partly motivated by a concern that private sector digital coins could come to dominate the payment system. Jerome H. Powell, the Fed chair, announced last week that... um. The Fed will issue a, quote, discussion paper this summer looking at the benefits and the risks of a U.S. central bank digital currency. They say which would basically be a digital version of cash, whatever that means. He made clear that no. the Fed had not yet decided to issue the digital currency, but just that they were looking at it at this point. The paper represents the beginning of what will be a thoughtful and deliberative process. Mr. Powell specifically cited stable coins, that's digital coins that tie their value to the dollar or another underlying assets. They say the Fed needs to understand how to oversee those payments. Why we got to reject fraud and instability in the payment system. The Fed has other motivations for looking into a digital dollar, by the way. They say other nations, including China, are further along in developing central bank digital currencies. And the United States wants to make sure that it has a prominent seat at the digital coin table, Brian. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's interesting. <clears throat> you know, it's. They want us to go digital, you know, they have been wanting this. It's more control basically on, you know, if you, if it's, and I don't know, you know, they, they say the blockchain, they can't. But if you look at the Fed, which shouldn't be there anyway, we're paying the Fed, what, billion dollars a, a year for interest alone on the money they print. I, there's no doubt they want to be in the game because they're they're apt to lose all this money that they continue to make uh, on our currency. Which is which is absolutely ridiculous that we we pay interest on the currency that we're making to spend. I mean, it's but yeah, they they got to have their foot in the door. I, I get it because they they tend to lose all that money. 
Now, listen, to, here's what they, the final kind of statement of the article says this. Even if they don't create their own coin, they need to make sure that they regulate and control it. Why? Because yeah. you need a stable system, and they're the ones to make sure everything is stable for you, Brian. <laughs> yeah. They've done such a great job. Wow. Now, how stable yeah. how is it? Hold on. How stable is it when a dollar, <laughs> I mean, a $100 bill costs two and a half cents to create, then they put it in circulation at 100 bucks, and then they charge us interest on it so we can never get out of debt. Yeah. How is that creating yeah. stability? The average dollar <laughs> used to be a dollar. Now, Silver Eagle, Silver Dollar costs 40 bucks. Yeah. And they're saying they're creating stability? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you can see the the writing on the wall there. I hope. I mean, it, it, there's no stability. There's no. They, I I don't trust them anyway. So so for them to be oh, I've got to be, have control so that we can. They're going to take care of us. That's a piece of that's crock. I mean, my twenty dollar gold piece at two thousand bucks still has value. Now I don't know what that means, but that means it still has value. That twenty dollar bill, it's not going to buy me a whole lot. Well, and here's what's funny. They would say, well, at least you don't have to have a wheelbarrow, Brian. <laughs> bringing all your money to buy a carrot, you know. Yeah. There you go. Well, I'd rather have a tube of twenty dollar gold pieces than a wheelbarrow full of paper. Well, there you have it. A tube of twenty dollar gold pieces. How many are in there, by the way? Yeah. Well, it'll hold twenty at least. So let me get this right. Eighteen eighty three ninety, right? Eighteen eighty three ninety is what silver actually. is, right? Or, I'm sorry, what a gold piece yeah. is, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, how much that's, do, that's what they say on paper. That's what they say on paper. Yeah, how much do they really cost? You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna pay nineteen seventy five and up basically for a gold. gold I'm just piece. gonna say two thousand because I'm kind of stupid, right? Yeah, yeah. Two thousand times twenty. Display is forty thousand. Uh, so forty thousand dollars in my hot little hand in one little tube. Yeah. That's some big money, buddy. <laughs> you can carry that in your pocket. That wheelbarrow full yeah. of paper isn't going to do you any good. You can burn it. You can light it on fire. You can, you know, and they some people use it for toilet paper, they say. you know. But anyway, it's, yeah. Yeah, you can roll it down a hill, but like the country song says, I still wouldn't trade it for a coupe de ville. I hear that. Yeah, By the go. way, these are twenty dollars gold pieces, if I'm not mistaken. So twenty times twenty is four hundred, right? It's really only worth four hundred bucks, but they claim it's worth forty thousand in their stability money plan. Right. Wow, four hundred to yeah, forty thousand—that's yeah. a little bit of an increase. Yeah. Wow. You know, and and, you and four that or five digital, of those tubes. Go ahead, Brian. You know, you get into that di- di- you get into that digital a little bit. I-, I I worry so much about you know digital currency because you know I'm, I'm tr- I don't want to have to go to my bank or others and and wonder what happened to maybe something a glitch. Well, there was a glitch in the computer. What happened to that twenty thousand I had I had earned and worked hard for? Well, the glitch. We've got a glitch. We're not sure. We're, everything kind of shut down. We're going to have to go back and kind of see how what happened. To, yeah, everybody's. Uh, uh, you know, accounts. I, I don't want to have to do that. You know, I work hard for my money and so on. You know, and I don't. I just don't trust that a push of a button. Before I know it, I'm I'm trying to prove the fact I had money there. Yeah, Brian, come on. You act like there's going to be someone out to get you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Darn it. <laughs> but the well, who made the phrase? What happens if they really are out to get you? Yeah. Right? Good. Good point. 
And that's kind of an important discussion to really have. And if you have a lot of constitutional currency, they are out to get you because they don't like that competition, buddy. That's the problem with these central banks wanting to get into the Bitcoin or the digital coin reality, uh, ladies and gentlemen. They don't want you to have any stability factor outside of their control world. And that's why they're like, we don't even have to own the digital currency. That doesn't matter. What we have to do, though, is be in control of it there. We have to regulate it and make sure it's good for you. Well, there's there's so much corruption. There's been so much corruption. They want us to buy in and have trust. They want us to say, okay, well, you can trust this. You can, but there's been so much corruption. How do we trust that? I mean, we, you know, peace of mind, in my opinion, is the fact I've prepared myself, my family. You know, uh, you know, I have the ability to help others as I as I can. But peace of mind, I have that here. I don't have to run down and and to the bank and say, Hey, where's my money? I don't have to. I mean, yeah, I might have money in the bank, but I don't have to run down and get in line. Right. I have peace of mind because maybe I've, you know, I've got some silver, I've got some gold, I've got some tradable things, food supply, everything. And that's, that peace of mind is, 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 is king in a sense. You know, we don't, we don't have to, you know, it has, that's the trust right there. That peace of mind, preparing yourself and family and, and uh, being in a good position calling upon God to bless you and help you, that you, you can also help others as a result, right? So I think the house in order, I guess. All right, headline for you to round out the hour, or round out the segment with you, Brian. Here it is. I want to get your response. A 23-year-old in Massachusetts pleaded guilty to hacking social media accounts to steal account names and cryptocurrency worth Hundreds of thousands of dollars, according to the DOJ. You want to respond? Well, there you go. Uh, supposedly, they can hack into it, right? So if there's those that are just trying to sit in the room and hack into your stuff and so on, I, you know, how 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 safe is that? You know, it's supposedly supposed to be impossible to hack or whatever, but it seems it can be done. Is that what they're saying? I guess so. Um, anyway, it's kind of an interesting uh, tidbit. Uh, looks like Eric Maids, M E I G G S, Eric Meigs. I, I don't. I think that's how you say it. Anyway, was targeting victims with large amounts of cryptocurrency, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. They <laughs> used a, a a procedure called sim swapping to get it done. Anyway, very interesting indeed. Thought would bring that to your attention as well. Brian Rust, my friend, thank you so much, sir. Hey, thank you. Have a great day, Sam. There he goes, RustQuentinGift.com, doing a phenomenal job on your radio. I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. As a teenager, I gave my first public speech in my church. My hand shook, my heart pounded. I thought to myself, I can't do this, but somehow I did. And because I wanted to talk about things that were important, I persisted. I chided my church as a senior in high school for not seeming to care about the not yet born, for looking the other way and for not taking a stand on life. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life.
parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. As you know, redpillexpo.com coming up starting Saturday and Sunday. I fly out tonight for the event. So do many other speakers and influencers, etc. Alex Newman being chief among them. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, my friend. Thank you so much for having me, Sam. It's great to be with you. Uh, there's so much to talk about, so little time. Red Pill this year, as far as I've been told, uh, is going to be bigger and badder than ever because everybody wants to go to South Dakota where there's a little bit of freedom, Alex. Yep, it's true. And, uh, you know, I'm right now in the state of Florida, which I believe is probably the freest place on planet Earth at the moment. But uh, for those people in the other 49 states, I can completely, or the other 48 states, I can completely understand why they would want to go to South Dakota because South Dakota has um, really held the line better than almost all the other states on resisting the COVID tyranny. And uh, plus, it's going to be beautiful there. Uh, there's going to be amazing speakers. Uh, and actually, the Black Hills of South Dakota is uh, one of my favorite places in the world. You've got, of course, Mount Rushmore. You've got Crazy Horse, uh, incredible monuments to our history. And um, plus, it's going to be a great time with great people. So, And you're going to have G. Edward Griffin. Alex Newman, Sam Bushman, just to name a few live there coming up this weekend, redpillexpo.com. If you can go, please do. If you can't, they will have online streams that you can sign up for and be part of the proceedings from the comfort of your own COVID home, if you will. <laughs> but really, there's there's no two places freer in the country that I know of than Florida, Ron DeSantis, uh, and Kristi Noem in um, South Dakota. Is there anybody else standing up as much as those two? Not that I know of. It's, uh, you know, we, we have been so blessed to be here in Florida during this whole mess. It's, uh, I mean, I, I just, I'm just thankful to God for our governor and at the local level, too. We have just had uh, amazing people. We unfortunately have some local governments that have been pretty tyrannical, but then our governor stepped in and said, hey, if you get any fines for violating any of their dumb COVID restrictions, then you can uh, just throw them out because you are officially pardoned. So uh, now it's, it's been uh, wonderful. And I really hope that other governors are looking and taking a lesson and realizing, hey, this is popular, right? Ron DeSantis is now earning himself a national and even an international reputation. Uh, this is going to be very, very good for him politically. 
And, uh, you know, politicians, take note, right? Uh, not only is liberty uh, good, not only is it constitutional, not only is it perfectly compatible with health. In fact, Florida did way better than the states with the most tyranny. We had like half the death rate of, of New York, for example, with that lunatic tyrant. Um, but, uh, hey, it, you know, it, it just, it's amazing. It works. People love it. And uh, there's something to learn there for the governor of Utah and for the governors of all the other states that have abused their citizens throughout the last year. There you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, there's going to be a lot of speakers there. Now, there's, there's so many things going on. There's going to be media and booths outside uh, in the um, main area. Then there's going to be an inside presenter's hall. Uh, the Inside Presenters Hall will have live video. That's what you can pay for at redpillexpo.com. Streaming of the speakers and the proceedings inside the venue. Outside will be people milling about and buying and selling books and learning about different booths. And I will be there live with my radio show. Uh, Alex, are you guys doing video this year again, too? Yes, we will be. Uh, we will be doing uh, regular interviews. We will be uh, providing all sorts of content, uh, not just through the uh, Red Pills streaming function for those who are buying, but also I'll be there uh, gathering videos, interviews, and news articles for the New American and other publications. So. By the way, that's newamerican.com, jbs.org. For Alex's uh, info there, you can watch his incredible videos and, and a whole lot more there. Uh, are, you're going to speak too, right? Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, I've been one of the organizers and one of the speakers at every Red Pill Expo so far. And uh, this year, my topic will be the uh, the dark agendas of this COVID pandemic. And so I'll go through a little bit of the uh, the background here, how they uh, you know tried to terrorize us, how they tried to steal our liberties, and more importantly, uh, where they think they're going with this. Right? They have a lot of horrific evil plans for us. They want us all to start carrying our papers. They all want they want us all to take these experimental uh, gene manipulating shots with, uh, with you know incredible risks and very little benefits as far as I can tell from the doctors that I've spoken with and um, you know, they're, they're using this to try to take our most fundamental freedoms who would have thought uh, two years ago that uh, the battle wouldn't just be about our gun rights and our free speech but now we'd be battling for whether we can open our own businesses whether we can walk around outside and breathe air without a ridiculous diaper on our face I mean, who, who would have imagined two years ago and yet here we are uh, we've got to resist because if we let these totalitarians these evil sick tyrants get away with this it will be much worse next time and I do believe this is a trial run to make your point. Now, let's be clear, too. I'm not so much shocked that they would pull a shenanigan like this. They've been involved in false flags of a variety of kinds for quite some time, although this one takes the cake in terms of its depth and breadth for sure. However, what surprises me a little bit is how willingly the citizenry is to just roll over and take it. Okay, when we are told that we yeah. needed to, you know, uh, whatever for two weeks, you know, um, I get how people might have fallen for that. But when two weeks turned into two months, you kind of go, whoa, 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 hold on. But we've let it go for a year, and now still half the population is against those of us who want it stopped. I mean, somehow I am surprised that the people are so willingly trading their, quote, liberty for security. Uh, they'll end up with neither, as the founders warned, Alex. Yeah, that's exactly right, Sam. And and I'll, I'll admit, I was shocked at 
the willingness of the American people to go along with this nonsense. Now, I know there was a lot of resistance. I know there were a lot of people who resisted and stood up and refused to comply. But, um, you know, if you had asked me before the pandemic, would would the American people surrender all their liberty in the face of uh, some scary virus or something like that, I would have said, well, you know, some will. You know, the goobers that still watch CNN and believe what that garbage. But, you know, most of us wouldn't. And yet, uh, you know, the, the... the compliance of Americans. You know, dictators have known for a very long time. Uh, Adolf Hitler understood this. Lenin, they all understood this. That the way to get people to give up their liberty is to try to scare them, to terrorize them with some sort of boogeyman that only you can keep them safe from. So, you know, uh, we've been aware of this psychological trick that tyrants use for a long time. But I really thought that the American people, you know, coming from this rich history tradition of liberty and defiance of arbitrary, wicked government decrees would have said no, at least a significant segment of us. But with a handful of exceptions when it comes to our elected leaders, and our elected leaders, I think, are, uh, at least before this last 2020 election, a fairly accurate representation of the people they purport to represent. Because after all, at least until 2020, when the elections just started being blatantly rigged, uh, generally these people were elected. And uh, so it's just it's, it's just terrible that Americans have become this dumbed down, this cowed. But uh, we've got to resist. The tide is turning. I think this woke a lot of people up, Sam. I think millions of people who a couple of years ago were just couch potatoes sitting on the sidelines. They're now involved. They're now awake. They now realize that these tyrants want to take our liberties. And uh, hopefully that message will keep spreading. And the next time they try to pull something like this, uh, they will be held accountable instead of us giving up our freedom. I hope so. We've really learned something, though. Donald Trump and others spoke out about the media. I was one of the people, and you were one of the people that really highlighted the media's shenanigans before Donald ever came to be. Uh, I've created presentations, He Who Owns the Media Makes the Rules, and another one called The New Media Takes Center Stage. But the reason I bring this up is they've really shown they can absolutely paint a narrative that we're not big enough to crack yet, although they're losing ground in this because it took us a year but we finally cracked the lie that it didn't that it was just a an animal to whatever human transfer that it really it was created in the lab now the debate is not was it created in the lab they're all admitting that it was the question now is was it accidental or intentional and did the american people through anthony fauci and others uh pay for gain of function research and we're learning that that in, is indeed the case Yes, and and this has really serious implications, Sam. What we now know is that the fake media and the big tech companies in collaboration with the the lunatics in the federal government uh, deceived the American people for a year about the origins of this virus. Uh, I am firmly convinced this was a biological weapon attack by communist China, and the fact that the media censored and the big tech companies censored anybody who was pointing that out, uh, that raises some really significant questions about accountability. Who is going to be held responsible for now delaying the American people's understanding of the true nature of this uh, for over a year? It's actually exactly what the scientists that Ron DeSantis, my governor, convened uh, some months ago warned about. They said when you have these these totalitarians censoring all dissenting views, uh, you end up having really serious dangers because people, you know, the way science and the way medicine advances by people being able to have a discussion. That's how sensible people. Uh, refine their conclusions and come to better conclusions. And yet when you have these you know, transgendered, purple-haired geeks in Silicon Valley deciding who can speak and who can't, including, by the way, scientists, some of the top scientists in the world that DeSantis convened, they were all censored when they did this uh, summit. So scientists from Harvard, 
uh, Yale, Stanford, Oxford. The video was pulled down from YouTube, but they warned that this kind of censorship was going to have profound dangers. I think it's time to talk about accountability. We cannot let something like this happen again. There's no doubt more and more evidence points to China weaponizing the coronavirus uh, and that it was not an accident. Uh, the sad part becomes, you know what, how much was Anthony Fauci and others involved? Then how much was the CIA or other Pentagon-type uh, deep state government, what military or whatever else? How involved were we is the real question, right, Alex? Yeah, and, and there are so many strands to this story. Uh, we need to be looking at all the funding that Dr. Fauci was handing out. I've interviewed a lot of doctors. They've got the receipts. Right? We know the grant numbers where they were funding this research. We know the uh, scientific publications that they, that they published in the peer-reviewed journals about their research weaponizing these coronaviruses. So uh, you know, the, the American government is involved here. The communist Chinese government is involved here. And uh, you know, we cannot rest until there's accountability, because if we don't hold somebody accountable, they will do it again and again and again. The question becomes when and how fast, because they know they're losing control. They know that we're exposing them, uh, and they're trying to stay ahead of us right now. And you see all kinds of evidence that they're panicking uh, about a lot of this. Will they just lead us into a war if they start really losing the, the um Honesty battle, if you will? Oh, that's a real possibility. Uh, in fact, uh, they, they've known that war is a very good tactic for advancing their agenda for a long time, keeps people distracted, gets the government uh, totally in control. So, yeah, people need to be very aware. You know, we, we are in a situation now where so many people are waking up so quickly. Uh, we need to be aware of potential false flag attacks, new uh, fraudulent narratives, outright political persecution. We are in dangerous times, my friend. I know you got to fly. Look forward to Alex Newman's speech and his live videos from redpillexpo.com. You can check out his work, jbs.org and thenewamerican.com. Thanks, Alex. We'll talk soon, my brother. Thank you so much, Sam. Thank you so much. There he goes, doing a phenomenal job. As always, I am Sam Bushman. Hour one in the can, hour two coming up. Hard-hitting talk always at your fingertips. News the networks refuse to use straight ahead. After all, we declare this nation shall endure but you gotta get involved people we are the greatest check and balance this country knows right the founders expected the people to be involved as the great check on the deep state god save the republic of the united states of america Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow American Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for June 3rd in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio. Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, redpillexpo.com coming up this weekend. I leave tonight. My guest, 
Elizabeth Fairchild already there. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Sam. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. When I look up Elizabeth Fairchild on the Internet, I see all kinds of stuff with School of Marine Science and Ocean, Elizabeth Fairchild, <laughs> Unearthed. It's not you, huh? No, but it's funny. I was actually going to go to school for marine biology, and then I decided to continue using my gifts that God gave me, which was writing and creatives and graphics, uh, to help get the message out to the people that need it. And the message is truth, freedom, and, and freedom-loving patriots. So uh, I, I'm glad I stuck with that choice instead of marine biology, but I ha still have a, a deep love for the ocean. So it's, it's not completely inaccurate. <laughs> and you have a deep love for the outdoors too, huh? I do, yes. I'm very excited that uh, Red Pill Expo is in South Dakota this year. I've never been here. And I have to say, the overall vibe of South Dakota, Red Pill Expo could not have picked a better place. Um, I have been to five businesses that have signs that say no masks allowed. Um, and there is just people standing up for their health choice everywhere here in this state. And it is really positive and inspiring. And I'm happy to be here. I'm coming from Florida where things have been open for a long time, but to see the, the people in South Dakota and even Colorado where we drove through, I mean, uh, it's just, it's, it gives me great hope. So very exciting. So let me understand, you drove all the way from the South to there? Well, I drove, I, I flew in to Colorado from Florida and then drove through Colorado and Nebraska to get to South Dakota because you know, I've never really driven through the heartland, so to speak. So I thought it would be a good chance to catch some scenery and, you know, get some grounding in before my, my mind is, is blown open with all this amazing information I'm about to learn this weekend. <laughs> wow. Well, good for yeah. you, man. There's so much going on for Red Pill. It's going to be an event to behold for sure. And it's it, there's so many speakers and so many topics, it's hard to even encapsulate all of it but let's first talk about what are you going to do when you're there so i um so when i get the red pill i i'm actually going to be with cardio miracle this year um it yes. is a nitric oxide supplement um g edward griffin himself uh takes it daily um so we're really excited to be representing for you know more of the stand up for health choice um, you know, people get to choose what they put in their bodies and how they heal themselves. You know, it's not all about big pharma. It's not all about the money. Um, the last red pill that I went to was in Jekyll Island in 2020. That was actually my first red pill um, where I met you awesome people at Liberty Roundtable. And, um, and yeah, I just, I know that the, the information then, what I learned then in 2020, going back to Florida with that information and being enlightened, it completely, it gave me more peace because I already knew that this stuff was in the works. It was no surprise. And having that armed with that information and being able to share that with people to get other people to awaken, now is the time. So, so this is, this, I mean, it couldn't be better timing. It couldn't be a better place. Um, so I'll be there with Cardio Miracle this year. I'm very excited. Um, we'll also have a special guest, uh, Hoots Healing, with us. Um, and he makes uh, beautiful crystal healing custom jewelry. Um, so that will be exciting. And um, I'm, just, I'm just so looking forward to the information because, you know, uh, last year we got to hear the Ice Age Farmer and David Icke and um, there, uh, G. Edward Griffin. There was just uh, Dan Happel, Robert Scott Bell. There's just so many amazing people, um, and, and yourselves included, and pushing this message of truth and freedom and, 
and you know the right to responsibility you know if, if we have if we have the right to our responsibilities we have the right to our freedoms and you know i don't know anyways i'm just very excited and i got lots to say obviously amen <laughs> i love it i love the passion yes. i love the excitement i love the um the reality you know when you're new to, to this yes. movement it's complex uh, it's yes. hard to get your arms around everything but you know what people are doing it and they're doing it because Red Pill Expo documents what we talk about and do. The speakers have all kinds of source materials that are valuable to help people get up to speed and a whole lot more. You rub shoulders with uh, movers and shakers in the movement, which I think is really, really critical as well. Now you're with, what's it called, Cardioid? Uh, Cardio Miracle. Cardio um, it's Miracle. A, yes, it's a, uh, it's a nitric oxide supplement. Um, basically, the, the very short version of nitric oxide is that it was discovered in 1998 as a signaling molecule for the cardiovascular system, and it helps our bodies exchange. Nitric oxide helps facilitate the exchange between oxygen and carbon dioxide in our blood. Um, so it's an amazing health supplement. I'm really happy to be there with them. Um, I've been taking it for four years myself, and, and I have no complaints, and my heart's uh, pumping strong and good. And I wanted to touch on something you said about it being red pill being complex, because that was important for, for me when I went back to Florida. Like I had, I had signed up with the John Birch Society because children is something, uh, the mission of children and, and keeping childhood sacred and making sure they're not getting inundated with horrible programming in schools. That's always been very important to me. And so coming back from my first red pill, it did feel a bit complex. Like how do I, you know, how do I deal with this information and sort it out? But I didn't really have to do any of that because it all just kind of unraveled as, as it was told it would. And, and, but the, the difference is that now we have a solution. We have people that we can connect with to bring about a bigger change. And so that's what I'm hoping to kind of uh, build upon my relationships and the things that I learned at the first red pill going into this one. Um, you know, so yeah, that, that's a great point. I'm very excited. All right. I also want to talk to you when we're there in person a little bit more about uh, Cardio Miracle, because we need them as a sponsor on Liberty Roundtable. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more uh, as well. Sure. Uh, but you're also a, a graphics person, an article writer. You're a, a media influencer, if you will. And you created a reel for this time around even, right? I did. I was, you know, something I have to say, God, actually, I, I, I was thinking because I had some great footage with uh, you guys, actually, the Liberty Roundtable with Del Big Tree, Ice Age Farmer, um, uh, Sheriff Mack and a bunch of other amazing uh, people and so I was like you know what I'm going to kind of do a mix for Red Pill mixed with a little bit of footage from Liberty Roundtable and put that together because now is the time and people need to awake not stay woke stay woke is the wrong language that's the cancel culture stuff that we're not talking about we're talking about awakening awakening to the truth and the freedom that is right there that's always been there for us I mean I found out that there is a uh, it's either a copy or a hard document of the Constitution actually inside of Mount Rushmore. So those are the things we need to, to remember and to protect and, and know that they're there. And someone long before us put that stuff in place because they knew some greedy man in power with too much money was going to try to control everything and make us sick. So we will not stand for that. So we will stand up and fight <laughs> for our freedom. The yeah. real the reel is pretty cool, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. And how do yes. people see it? What's the easiest way to see it online? Um, you can go to Red Pill Expo. Um, I believe it's redpillexpo.org. Um, that should the I think it's actually right there on the homepage. 
Um, and, you know, of course, as you know, Red Pill Expo is because you know something is wrong. So whether you know or you don't know, you might be feeling like you know, and that kind of puts it into perspective. So, yeah, I think it's redpillexpo.org. Um, I'm just confirming that if I can on my phone right redpillexpo.org. now. I always think it's com. I think com leads you to org, but I think the real site is, as you say, org. It redpillexpo.org. is redpillexpo.org. Yep, and the all rail right. is right there under against all odds. Yep. Against all so, amen to that reality check. All right, there's so much to talk about, uh, Elizabeth. I know you're going to go hiking and have a little bit of fun today, which is good. Get outdoors. Um, you know, Christy Nome and uh, your governor, Governor Ron DeSantis, those two places, Florida uh, and South Dakota, are I know. probably two of the freest places in the country, aren't they? I I know. And, you know, it's amazing. South Dakota and Florida, yes. And I had no idea coming here it was going to be like that. I knew the governor was cool. But, you know, I didn't realize. And then I was talking to people, sourcing the locals, and they said, you know, we're pretty much like you do you and we'll do us. And, and that's kind of our philosophy. And we're happy with that. You know, if you want to wear a mask, great. We, if we don't want to, great. But there are some businesses that are very, um, you know, very uh, uh, forward about their beliefs. And they're like, hey, no mask allowed here. Like, we don't want that. And, and I fully support that, too. So I am really loving the people of South Dakota. I think this is a great state. Um, I'm actually, uh, you know, I don't know. I would consider, I would consider living here. I, I think it's absolutely beautiful. And, uh, the hiking, if, if y'all have never done it, um, it's just, it's incredible. I mean, you can't not feel grounded when you go out into the mountains filled with rose quartz and, uh, and go walking. I'm so happy. <laughs> you know what, Elizabeth, it's kind of sad. You had to leave Florida, get on a plane, fly, and then drive through tyranny yes. from one freedom bastion to the next, huh? It's- Exactly. And that was the that was my biggest dilemma was the airport. I'm like, how am I going to survive the airport? And I actually took off my mask at one point in the airport because I was I couldn't breathe. I was starting to get anxiety and I took it off and no one said anything. And if they were to say anything, I was going to be like, hey, I'm breathing now. Now's my breathing time. So you can you can walk away slowly before I snap off. Wow. There you next time. Next time, Sam. Next time I'm driving, okay? I, I'm driving. There's no more air, aircraft involved in this in this travel plan. So I guess I got to get a Freedom Bus because that's what's going to happen. <laughs> well, speaking of the Freedom Bus, are you caught up with the Rise USA, David Steele, and the, uh, Robert David Steele, and the Freedom Bus? I am not. I need to be. All right. Anyway, there literally are Freedom Buses cruising around the country with wraps on them. You know how they wrap the big old oh buses? Oh my gosh! Yes. Yes. All right. Well, listen, they got a bus now wrapped with a Sheriff Richard Mack CSPOA. And when we come back, I'm going to tell you the latest that you haven't heard. Neither of my listeners heard this. I worked on this all yesterday for the good sheriff. I'll tell you about it in a second. Stay there. Melissa Fairchild with us. Liberty Roundtable live. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation 
the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman on your radio, Red Pill Expo, coming up this weekend in South Dakota. Redpillexpo.org for you to check it out. If you can be there in person, do it. It'll be fantastic. If you can't, watch it online, redpillexpo.org. Our guest, Elizabeth Fairchild. She's a social media influencer and more. Red Pill Expo promo reel is what she just did recently. She put me in the reel. I don't know why I should do something like that, but, hey, we thank her for it nevertheless. And uh, I want to tell you about what's happening with this um, Arise USA bus tour. It's called the Resurrection Tour Arise USA. It's the tour of the century, riding for faith, family, and freedom. BigBatUSA.org if you want to learn more about it. Anyway, I bring this all up because uh, I don't know if you know this, but me and Richard Mack and uh, several others on the CSPOA team, uh, Elizabeth, have been working very closely with a county in Nevada. And uh, it's called Lander County. And we uh, have now created the first declared by resolution county. The sheriff backs it. The commissioners back it. The district attorney. There was one dissenter on the commission. But we passed the first constitutional county, and the county joined the CSPOA. All right. And that was a couple of weeks ago, and that basically had a big event celebrating that. We went and gave this county a plaque uh, as a member of the CSPOA. Well, anyway, at that same time, this bus tour kicked off, and the first stop of the bus tour was there. And I got a photo of me standing in front of this big, massive touring bus wrapped with CSPOA Richard Mack. And it's going all over the That's country crazy. right now. Anyway, I bring that all up because – go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, where is the bus now? Where is it traveling to? Obviously, I'm Red work- Pill, right? I don't know if it's going to be at Red Pill or not. I'm hoping so. I, I, I have a hard time keeping track of the schedule because there's more than one bus for one reason. But I know they've oh, been in Texas wow. recently, and they're all over the place. Um, but anyway, so these buses are cruising, and they're supposed to be doing this between now and 2024. Excellent. So it's, it's huge, and it's long, and it's interesting. We'll see what happens with that. But the reason I'm telling you all this is because when I was there, uh, I spoke uh, about critical race theory, and I basically showed how bogus and dishonest that whole narrative was. 
and is. Right? Awesome. Uh, anyway, yes. um, in that speech, when I got done, a man came up to me. His name is Rex. And he's from the next county over in Nevada. And he said, hey, you know what? Um, I was walking down the street, and I got cornered by some of my citizens. And they asked me why <laughs> we weren't doing the same thing in my county. He said, I'm a county wow. commissioner, and I want to do the same thing. So long story short, I just sat in on their county commission meeting yesterday. And they literally Damn, took the awesome. CSPOA. They literally took the CSPOA resolution that we created in 2014. They strengthened it. They signed it. They passed it unanimously. <gasps> the sheriff, the district attorney, and all commissioners are on board. And they got wow, it done I yesterday. And <laughs> now this Rex guy is working with 15 out of the 17 counties to see if we can get 15 counties in Nevada to be constitutional counties. This is all unfolding before your very eyes. You're the first to hear about it. This, this makes me so excited. I literally got goosebumps when you told me that. That is such a huge deal. Um, and, you know, just like, just like their insidious narrative is spreading fear and lies and hatred throughout our country and trying to divide us, that is something that is unifying us, and that will continue to spread and populate with positivity um, and freedom and truth in this country. That is great news. Thank you for sharing that with me. Yeah. Now, somebody gave me Very a headline exciting. that says the Democrats are weaponizing fear and anxiety to totally transform America. But I'm going to change Democrats to the swamp. Is that all right? Yeah. I like that better. Yeah. Because I don't really There's believe it's of- just the Democrats. It's it's not. It's not. And the problem the problem with that whole Democrat Republican thing is is the label and it, it's not one side versus another side. This is this is really this is um this is an evil hearts versus uh you know benevolent hearts. Honestly, I mean it's a, it's a spiritual battle more so than it is even a physical battle on on the plane that we live on. And so you know there, there's there's a plenty of Democrats that I personally know in Florida that I have talked to um, that are not that are very much on the fence. They, they know that something is wrong, so to speak. They can feel it and and they're ready to make a change. But they're so controlled and in fear of their own people, you know, the people that they live next to, that they vote the same with, that they go to the, the poll booth with, that's the people that they go to the, you know, the bar with. They're just, they're so afraid. Even that they go to church with, um, Elizabeth. Even the people they go to church with, exactly. And it's like, it's like, wow. It's like if we can't have some, uh, you know, some acceptance, some courage, some experience and strength and hope, you know, what are we really doing? And so I think that that is just, that is great news. And let's keep populating that positivity and that, and that truth and, the, and yes, freedom. It's amazing. I love it. So you'll literally have two contiguous counties uh, in Nevada that have declared themselves publicly by resolution, signing the resolution uh, as constitutional counties. Uh, and they're going to stand Excellent. up for their rights. And they have a whole litany of 10, I think it's 10 or 11 items that they say they will not cross the lines of. And they will arrest those who try to violate those protections. And their whole goal as government officials is to be vanguards to protect the people, not only from uh, any county officials who may be out of control, but state and federal as well. These people are taking a very bold stance. In the room yesterday, I was, I was online on a Zoom conference call uh, as part of this event. Uh, and, and they passed it. They gave tremendous speeches. Literally several sheriffs and sheriff's deputies testified. Uh, the district attorney was there. Um, the Several commissioners spoke. There was not a single dissenter in the room, Elizabeth. Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah, I, 
I hope that that will continue to um, to go across more states. Nevada, it, that's a big one because, um, well, you know, with it being so close to California, and maybe that will be a good influence on that state that needs so much help right now. Um, I was at a conference this past weekend, and there was a guy who stood up and he said, I'm running to be the next governor of California. I was like, thinking to myself, well, if you're at this conference with with other freedom-loving people who are speaking the truth about what's going on, I was like, you already kind of have part of my vote. I mean, obviously, I want to see who this guy is, but, you know, he's at, he's at the right place to be to be saying, hey, I, w- I want to lead, you know, California. So the fact that's happening in Nevada, that it's so um, uh, uplifting, and that gives me so much hope, um, and, uh, and that's such great news, and I'm so glad that you were able to witness that and be a part of that firsthand. How exciting. So There's so many events cool going on. Today. What was last weekend? So last weekend was the um, Advanced Medicine Conference in Sioux Falls. Um, and really, I mean, medicine, medical, it was so much more than that. Um, you know, all about oscillating your vibration and raising your frequency that way and, you know, just really tapping into your highest self to be able to handle all this chaos that's coming at us, all this fear, being able to turn fear into truth and, and turn those hateful words into loving words and, you know, and, and really um, solution based on things that we can do now. You know, we can dance, we can sing, we can pray, we can still have free speech, we can still have our guns and we can, and, and we intend to keep those things. Free speech, Second Amendment, all the way through all the other amendments, we're going to keep all of them. And so, um, you know, it, it was just, it was a really, I guess it was a good precursor to Red Pill because, that was my first advanced medicine conference. I think it was actually only their third annual because last year they, I, they, I think they only maybe did a live stream or something. But, uh, but you know, things are opening up and 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 they actually moved venues. They were originally going to be in North Carolina, and the venue was like, hey, you got to mask up and do all this stuff. And they said, no way, Jose, that does not align with uh, what we believe. And they literally moved the conference to South Dakota because of that. And I'm very glad that they did because uh, it couldn't have worked out more perfect. So. Do you know what Freedom Fest yeah. is? I don't know what Freedom Fest is, but I need to All right, know. You can go Tell look me. about it. Freedomfest.com is where you can learn. We'll be there live okay. next month. It's in July 20th to the 25th. It's in South Dakota, uh, Rapid City as well. Oh, yeah. It is a huge conference. I'll be there. I'll be on some panels. Richard Mack will be there speaking. We have a CSPOA Loving Liberty Dinner. Uh, that we're going to be having there and everything. It's going to be a tremendous event. I bring this up because they've been in Vegas for years. And last year, Vegas shut them down, and they got so mad, they pulled out and went to South Dakota this time. (laughs) Well, that's what you got to do. You know, I was on Facebook arguing with someone about the Lincoln Project because I don't know if you've had a chance to – I honestly – what they stand for is basically just hate. We'll just sum it up for that. It's just hate. It has nothing to do with Abe Lincoln. They just put a name on it that sounds good you know, that might that might garner some interest from, from patriots and then come to find out it's not actually for, for patriots at all. It's completely the other side, um, you know. But anyways, I, someone was telling me on there, some, some random guy, he's like, Elizabeth, you've been canceled. And my only response to him was, you're so cool. Go ahead, you know. So if they want to do their cancel culture, yes, then we're going to cancel them right back. And we will continue to support organizations and businesses that – that are about the message that America is great and America is beautiful. And that's it. Can you stay longer? I probably can, like five minutes or so. All right, stay there. We've got a couple quick more questions for you, then we'll let you fly. I know you got to get hiking. We'll do it in seconds. Yeah, Elizabeth no, Fairchild with us, great. media influencer 
on Liberty Roundtable Live. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. First-time jobless claims have declined by more than 30% since late April, slipping below 400,000 last week for the first time since the start of the pandemic. President Biden is declaring June as National Month of Action on COVID-19 vaccines. Biden continuing to make his big push to see 70% of Americans with at least one shot by July 4th. As far as why 70% is such a key number, CBS This Morning asked Dr. Rochelle Walensky why. You know, we want to get the majority of America vaccinated. And after we get to 70 percent, my goal is going to be to get to 80 percent. I think what we really understand is that this virus is an opportunist and it will go to places where people are not vaccinated. And so um, you are safe if you are vaccinated. You are not safe if you are not vaccinated. And, and my job is to keep America safe. USA Radio News. Sheila, we need to set up Johnson's quarterly review. Janowski Investments keeps portfolios profitable, but a double client base calls for double the advisors. Hello. Hi, Janet. I'm so sorry. Pulling up your portfolio right now. Give me a second. Indeed can help them hire the people they need. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. When you sponsor a job, you immediately get your short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. The MyPillow Premium Pillow Special continues at MyPillow.com. If you go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, use my promo code USA. You can get a standard or queen size premium MyPillow for $29.98. That's a $40 savings. King size, only $5 more. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use my promo code USA or call 1-800-951-8175. One of the largest American-owned private employers in the country is joining the fight against COVID-19 by encouraging more people to roll up their sleeves for a shot. Starting today, Kroger is offering prizes to people who get vaccinated. The grocery chain will offer five $1 million prizes and 50 chances to win free groceries as part of the giveaway. More information on the giveaways can be found on Kroger.com. A college basketball coach is making an announcement regarding his future. Legendary basketball coach Mike Krzyzewski plans to retire as Duke University's men's coach at the end of the 2021-22 season. Stadium first reporting on the coach's plans. Krzyzewski is the winningest coach in Division I men's basketball, winning five championships in his 41 seasons at Duke. Only UCLA's John Wooden has won more titles. Associate head coach John Shire will reportedly take over the program after Coach K's retirement. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. This is USA Radio News. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Elizabeth Fairchild with me. We're talking about redpillexpo.org. I'm going to be there. She will as well. Check it out. Come live if you can. If not, watch it online, redpillexpo.org. So Senator Rand Paul is speaking out pretty interestingly, Elizabeth, and I wanted to get your take on this before we let you fly. Senator Rand Paul says, hey, first Anthony Fauci funded the Wuhan lab. 
that potentially created the COVID-19 virus. Then he lied to our faces repeatedly about it. While he profited from the pandemic. Now that's criminal behavior, but here's the thing. Now Rand Paul's getting attacked. They just sent something to his house. Uh, an envelope with white powder in it. And as you know, Rand Paul's been uh, getting beat up and everything else. It turns out the left is literally terrorizing Rand Paul's family. Um, it's crazy. Well, you know, um, Rand Paul... What do you say about all this? I mean, you know, I, I saw that he had, uh, you know, a pretty concise and short response um, to Dr. Fauci. Uh, Dr. Fauci. And, you know, the point of the matter is these people, um, there's a quote that says um, uh, something about, you know, the truth doesn't need to be the truth speaks louder than than lies. Basically, that's the, the premise of it. I wish I could remember the exact quote right now. But the point is he could say what Rand Paul could say one word to him in a response. And it would just it would just fan their flames and just and, and fire them up because they can't. The, the point is that they just think everybody's going to listen to them. No questions asked and not question anything. And he's questioning it and he's saying you're wrong. And so that right there, they just lose their minds. And so their immediate thing is to character assassinate, to threaten lives, um, to say hateful things. And I've experienced that in my own little, you know, in my own uh, plebeian status, so to speak. I've experienced that in my day-to-day with, with civilians and, and other people online. So it doesn't surprise me he's getting attacked that way. It's totally unacceptable. It's not godly. Um, it's, not, it's not blessed by God. It's, it, it, none of that. So, you know, the way I see it is that um, karma is a classy lady and, and God is great. So, uh, you know, they're going to get what's coming to them. That's all I can say. Oh, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's important to understand that we're all in this fight together. And what Rand finishes by saying, hey, they will not intimidate me. I will keep fighting for this cause. We need to start arresting these criminals is what needs to happen next because they can't continue to get away with this. Literally lying about gain-of-function research, literally lying about this, lying about masks, lying about that it was an animal transfer when it really came from a lab. Fauci knew this according to the emails. And now all he says is the emails were taken out of context. Yeah, no, that's that's just that's just their way of just of just skating by on the lie and just trying to, you know, let everybody keep believing, keep believing it. You know, no, no accountability for anything. That's that's their whole thing. Just attack their whole defense mechanism is just attack back. You know, obviously, they never took a PR class in their life, um, but that's fine. Um, you know, whatever they can keep doing what they're doing. It's just going to keep poisoning their souls, much like this poison dart, which, by the way, the vaccine is not approved. It is a human war. It is a war crime on humans right now to be giving everybody this poison dart um, that is not even approved. So regardless if it's approved, I'm not going to get it because of the hydrogel and the nanobots and all that stuff. It goes very deep. Um, you know, the things I learned this weekend just completely, uh, you know, opened my mind to that. And, and I just, you know, and, and we won't stand for it. So we're not going to be poisoned by their words and we're not going to be poisoned by their, their nano vaccine technology if that's what you want to call it all right there you have it elizabeth we'll talk soon we'll see you at red pill yeah i was gonna say too i might see you at freedom fest because i didn't know that was coming up in july so i guess i'll see you this weekend and i'll also see you in july (laughs) roger that you gotta go appreciate it thanks so much
Thank you, Sam. There Thank she goes, too. Elizabeth Fairchild, doing a great job, ladies and gentlemen. And all as always, media influence as she rides for the brand, that's for sure. Telling the tale of liberty wherever she goes. And we certainly need more people like uh, Elizabeth who understands, who decides to take the time to make it important in her life. And more and more Americans are starting to do so. For example, NV counties, Nevada counties, standing tall for liberty, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you got to love that. All right, speaking of Rand Paul, the left is terrorizing my family, he says. I have exposed the truth about Dr. Fauci. At first, he funded the Wuhan lab, potentially created the virus. Then he lied to our faces repeatedly as he profited from the pandemic. All Fauci could say is that the emails that are now discovered are taken out of context. Wow, FOIA requests bring truth. That's for sure. Now, Rand Paul calling for Fauci to be fired in a classic two-word response. You got that soundbite there, Cameron? Let's go ahead and play this. This is Rand Paul. Who is he talking to? Janine Pirro? Is that who it is? Or Pirro? All right. Anyway, here's the clip from Rand Paul. Here to react to my open and the ongoing fight to find out the truth behind the origins of coronavirus, Kentucky Senator Rand Paul joins me now. Senator, thanks so much for being with us this holiday weekend. Now, you have been very busy. Number one, um, you have offered legislation to stop gain-of-function research funding in China. Let me be. Let me try to dumb that down. That means that the two theories about the coronavirus, one, it just came from an animal to a human, or one, it was ginned up at a lab to jump from animal to human after several Petri dishes allowed it to go to human. Is that what gain of function is? Yeah, gain of function is basically when you have an animal virus that normally just infects animals and you somehow mutate it or force it to evolve so it can infect humans. So it's making it more transmissible to humans and oftentimes making it more dangerous or deadly in humans. I'll give you an example. In 2004, there was a virus, a coronavirus called SARS. It killed a bunch of people. It had a 15% mortality. In the Wuhan lab, they were studying this SARS virus and they were putting new proteins on it to make it more infectious into humans. That's gain of function, that's dangerous, and that may be how this virus started. And so I'm very worried that this stuff still goes on and that the U.S. government's been funding it. All right, well, we know that the U.S. government has been sending money to the World Health Organization, which appears to be run by China's puppet and, you know, is not totally open and initially lied about the fact that the virus could, was transmissible between humans. So why is it that Joe Biden this week said he was going to stop the investigation into the origins of the Wuhan virus? What, why would he do that? Well, it's interesting. I think there's been a sea change in the last two or three weeks on this. A year ago, anybody who mentioned the possibility that this virus came out of the Wuhan lab were dismissed as crazy right-wing kooks, conspiracy right. theorists, et cetera. But now you have even MSNBC coming around. You have the left starting to wonder about it. And when I introduced my amendment to say we should quit funding this research in China, I ended up getting every Democrat on board. So I think they either know information or they suspect that the information is going to get stronger and stronger that this came from the lab. 
last week's revelation that three workers in the Wuhan lab were sick with a COVID-like illness in November, well before the Chinese admit, this is a big deal. And so I think nobody's denying anymore the possibility. We don't know for certain, but we've got a lot of evidence pointing to this lab now. So, so how, why can't the White House commit to a real investigation? Now Joe Biden has done an about face and he's saying, oh, we're going to investigate. And we'll, uh, at the end of 90 days, we'll figure it out. What makes him think he can figure it out? China's not letting anyone there. Well, you know, we have some information. It was publicly reported back in uh, March or May of last year that when you look at cell phone data, that there's a couple week period in October when there's no cell phone data in a secure area in that uh, lab. I didn't learn this through intelligence. I learned this from reading on the internet, but it was reported by NBC that this happened. I would guess that if you look at intelligence data, somebody probably does have information on that and that we do have the ability to know if the lab was shut down. So if nobody's there, and there are no cell phones there for a period of time, that's at least um, circumstantial evidence that the lab was shut down. There's some information exactly. we can find from that. And I think we do have that information, but I don't think that uh, we have been pursuing it, nor do I think we've been drawing the conclusions we need to. See, if this came from the Wuhan lab, Sure, we need to be worried, particularly about a communist government doing this, but we have 11 labs in our country where it's probably good, solid Americans trying to do real research, but it's dangerous. If this leaked from Wuhan, what if this could leak from one of the 11 labs here with something much more deadly than COVID? So I think we should be debating so in our country. Should we be you are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans, who are they? Democrats, who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Rapid City, South Dakota. Gateway to the historic monument at Mount Rushmore. Blue skies, open country, a friendly and healthy population, and Red Pill Expo 2021, June 5th and 6th at the Monument Convention Center in Rapid City, South Dakota. Can't make it to Rapid City? Not a problem. The expo will be live streamed and archived should you miss any of it. Red Pill Expo is the major public event of Red Pill University. The mission of the expo and the university is to bring together world-class experts to set the record straight on fake narratives, fake history, and fake news. 
news at each and every Red Pill Expo. Truth seekers unite to get a better understanding of how the world really works, a world where collectivism reigns. It's time for individualism and an open mind. Mark your calendars and make your plans now to attend Red Pill Expo 2021. Get more details and register today at redpillexpo.org. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So we're talking about, you know what, Alex Newman, author and journalist, is documenting. Red Pill Expo is what we're talking about, redpillexpo.org. COVID was a weaponized operation by China. Now Ren Paul doubling down, speaking about that with Janine um, Pirro. And here's the rest of that video with Rand Paul. You know, trying to gin it up so it can go from an animal to a human. Why would we do that? They say they're doing it so they can study these uh viruses that jump from animals to humans. The problem is they're creating something that's novel. They're creating something that doesn't exist in nature. Now, if something exists in nature, even though it might be dangerous, I would say that we should study it. But the good news from the development of the vaccine from last year is they can sequence a virus in a matter of days and they can actually create an mRNA vaccine within a matter of weeks. So I don't think we need to create super viruses that don't exist yet because we don't know right. that that's what nature's going to, cre- to create. So we're creating something that nature didn't create. We're creating Frankenstein super viruses that if they leak out of the lab accidentally or on purpose, could devastate the world. The SARS Absolutely. virus is 15, 15 times more deadly. If that one gets out and we, we enhance its ability to be transmitted, that could kill 50, 100 million people. You know, so there's a, the danger here really exists, and this shouldn't be a partisan issue. This should be debated. I agree. Senator Rand Paul, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The evidence is coming out. They can't stop it. The truth shall set us free. We told you from the start that there's a very good likelihood that it came from a lab. Let me tell you what the government's afraid of the most. They're afraid of the U.S. government being tied to funding the gain-of-function research. Number one. Number two, they're afraid to admit that, you know what, this may have been leaked intentionally. In other words, it might not have been just an accident. This might have been a weaponized reality. And that's really what uh, the experts are now starting to say. Not your experts that are deep state or swamp, but experts who are willing to tell the truth. Rand Paul doing a pretty good job uh, right there, not only uh, with Janine Pirro, but in the Senate speaking out, uh, literally calling Fauci to account. He's got a two words, fire Fauci, uh, and that's his lead charge right now, and I couldn't agree with him more. So anyway, there's that. Also, we mentioned last hour right at the end of the hour, I didn't get time to focus on this enough with Brian Russ because we had so many guests, but a 23-year-old in Massachusetts pleaded guilty to hacking social media accounts to steal account names and cryptocurrencies worth hundreds of thousands of dollars according to the the Department of Justice. Eric, I don't know how to say his name. Megs, Eric Megs admitted to targeting victims with large amounts of cryptocurrency. And then uh, people who have original gangster media accounts. I guess real gangster social media account names, according to the Department of Justice. Maids, Megs, and other co-conspirators used an illegal procedure 
called sim swapping to hack the social media accounts and steal cryptocurrencies and account names, the DOJ reported. Sim swapping, by the way, just so you know, involves the hacker requesting a cell phone carrier to transfer the victim's cell phone number from the SIM, that's a subscriber identity module, card in his or her phone to the hacker's phone. The hacker can then request account password reset links and then, hey, steal money, account names, passwords, anything they want. Megs and the other hackers stole or tried to steal well over a half a million dollars in cryptocurrency from at least 10 victims, the DOJ reported. Megs now pleaded guilty to seven counts of conspiracy, wire and computer fraud, and identity theft. He faces a minimum, they say, of two years in prison, along with any other sentence decided by the judge. That's really weird, folks. I told you to don't dip your toe in the crypto, and I mean it. There's so many ways. You say, saying the currency's got a blockchain. It's hack-proof. I get that the currency may be hack-proof, although I still don't even believe that. But even if you want to claim that, fine. Uh, what about all the other ways that they can con you out of something? And this is an example where they just simply swapped SIM chips and gained access using your phone number, which is usually the two-factor authentication method of choice for most people. Uh, so all I'm telling you is it's very, very scary indeed. But I'm not sure whether we got to be worried more about the left, more of the hackers, but the left is literally terrorizing Rand, terrorizing Rand Paul's family. They sent him some white powder. And now Fauci's lying to everybody. Fauci profiting big time off of his lies. Rand Paul calls for Fauci to be fired, but I would say he needs to be criminally prosecuted as well. I mean, who's more guilty, this 23-year-old hacker dude or Anthony Fauci? Sometimes the biggest crimes come in fancy suits, don't they, ladies and gentlemen? Wow. Scary, scary indeed. All right, this is from the desk of Donald J. Trump. It is no longer, right, the desk of Donald J. Trump website. Trump shut down his own personal blog on Wednesday. And now all of his enemies are jumping for joy with glee. They're so delighted that Trump is shut down, they claim. But senior aide officials say that Trump will be returning on an unnamed social media platform. So I don't know what's happening. I don't know if Trump's, uh, Trump says that he temporarily put up this from the desk of Donald Trump. Uh, in the meantime, but that he's working on a social media system. Now, I don't know if he'll launch his own or if he's going to join Mike Lindell with his. Uh, I don't know exactly what Trump has organized or set up on this. But you naysayers of President Trump, don't dismiss him so quickly would be my recommendation. Don't be foolish and dismiss Trump you know what? Trump has an incredible amount of resiliency, ladies and gentlemen. And don't you think for a second that he doesn't. So anyway, they're all jumping around with glee because Trump shut this down. But I submit to you that Trump will come back with a fire like you haven't seen before. So beware of that. All right, there's an article written by author Adrian Pennington. And um, 
it's a very good article. And here's what it says. Let's talk about the future of newsrooms. I kind of find that interesting because I'm one of the most modern newsrooms on the planet. Liberty Roundtable Live with all the guests we bring to the table. All the knowledge from Elizabeth Fairchild to Alex Newman to Kirk Crosby, Sam Bushman, Brian Rust. I mean, this roundtable talk show, Richard Mack, attorney, uh, Jim Clymer. I mean, we just go on and on and on with the hard-hitting, well-known, dedicated-to-liberty guests that we have on the broadcast. But how much of a broadcast newsroom can be done remotely now that the return to office sound bell has been evoked? In other words, now they're saying, hey, we got to all go back to the office, right? How much can be done remotely, people are starting to ask. And it's a wise, fair question. I would submit to you that we've been doing this longer remotely than anybody. 25 years celebration, 2021 right now for Liberty Roundtable Live. We've been at it longer than 25 years, okay? And we've done it all remote, all from our little old, not connected except for the Internet newsrooms, so to speak. So we know a little bit about the question, right? The physical newsroom has been morphed by COVID with news organizations and journalists forced to address change in the months ahead. Speakers at the Pointer Conference, news gathering from home, what we've lost and learned in one year from remote journalism, they all say. As reported by the new media, University of Mississippi School of Journalism, right? They predict that newsrooms will not be as full and will not be as structured as they once were. Like employees in other parts of the world, journalists neither want to fully come back to the newsroom nor want to fully stay at home. I get it. That's why I'm going to Red Pill this weekend. There is a need to look at which positions are really needed on site such as, they say, producers who are the glue of the newsroom, while reporters and photographers do not necessarily need to be present at all. Stations owned by the Graham Media Group will go back to work in person depending on their markets and on their local COVID-19 infection rates. But still 70% of Graham Media employees work remotely today. The reports now show that online meetings can be very efficient since anybody can dial in from anywhere and not have to show up. It's a great savings on gas, time, and more. But they say some positions are harder to perform remotely like directors and some of the assignment editors who still work in the buildings, they explain. But most reporters and anchors now work remotely from home. Producers, believe it or not, are doing most of the job remotely with only one person in the control room. That balance seems to be working, they say, and it's better than going to the office. The way the job is done, they say, has also shifted during the pandemic. Everyone now owns a ring light if they didn't own one before. (laughs) Journalists realize that a lot can be done with a powerful iPhone and a ring light. Contradicting the argument that heavy cameras and expensive equipment is required to do the job. A shift also seems to have occurred in relationships. The relationship between news anchors and journalists 
and their audience. Broadcasting from their living rooms and kitchens has now leveled the playing field quite a bit. Newscasters have families too, and they're forced to work from home just like the rest of us. The lack of access to professional gear and to TV TV studios has now broken the fourth wall with the audience, suggests News Lab. It's not a trivial side effect. They say, believe it or not, the change has humanized journalists. Instead of it being a perfect studio, people realize these journalists are real people. She points out that she and some journalists have a luxury of a guest room to work from home, so that helps. Now, they say there's a little bit of a concern with anchors working from home since their personal lives might be revealed to some degree. Not if you do a good job, though. They say News Lab is part of the Young School of Journalism and the new media at Mississippi. The Pointer Conference is news gathering from home, and they're they're finally talking about the newsroom of the future. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I submit to you that we at Liberty News Radio, loving Liberty Radio Networks, and Liberty Roundtable have been on the forefront of this for 25 years. They could learn a lot from us. So could the desk of Donald J. Trump. Maybe we could all work together, huh? Well, understand the newsroom of the future will be much different, and we've pioneered that effort for 25 years. Thanks for being alongside. Next time we're on the air tomorrow, I'll be live from the Red Pill Expo. Redpillexpo.org. I am Sam Bushman. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. Pray hard to know what God wants you to do, then get up and make a difference, will you please? We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.